the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women. Hey guys, and I hope you guys are having a good time, folks. I'm glad that you are here with us tonight. Tonight's going to have a, we're going to have a great topic. And the topic's going to be is hell real. Um, you know, nowadays people say that they don't believe in hell. Um, a lot of things going on in Earth. But, um, hey, guys, I just want to welcome everybody to the show. Ed Blaine, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Good, good. Hey, I know that uh, God's put on my heart some good verses about this uh, topic tonight. Um, but, hey, do you have anything you'd like to share about last weekend at uh, the Outreach? Yeah, uh, you know, as you and I have been talking, uh, John, praise God, uh, to get that word out more. And so, you know, we do pray as we do for this radio show. And when we're out there, I was asking God what he would share. And he gave me uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. that God, we know the plans that he has for us, that they are good for a future and a hope. And then we went over to James uh, 1, 16 through 18, where it says every good and perfect gift comes from our Father in heaven. So mm-hmm. really just coaching uh, those folks out on the street as to, um, how much our Father in Heaven, how much God loves them. He's got great plans for them. Um, and then, of course, there's always the topic, and people start asking questions, and it starts rolling from there, and then all of us get to pray for people. So it was a good weekend. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, don't know if you know uh, Second Park that we went to, the other one that the police had told us to uh, help out over there. We went over, um, They were captivated when um, you know, we were throwing out the message there. You can hear a pin drop. They were so involved. You know, none were looking through the clothes. They are all standing back with listening. And I was sitting there and got the privilege to sit back and really sit back and get to watch this time and um, see how hungry they are for God. You know, um, something's happening right now that is yep. that people are very hungry for the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And I can notice it with them because... The, we know we've been out there a long time, so we know the way they're changing. So, yeah. um, but that that was that was really awesome. I, I like it, that. It, yeah. it, it was very personal. You know, the one woman she came up crying. She needed prayer, and so with yeah. that, that was a large group. I just remembered saying, "Hey, who knows Jesus?" I go, "This is not a judgment." Yes, I don't. I, I don't. You know, we're not there to. Find, you know, I mean, we want to share Jesus, but I go, "Whoever out there knows Jesus, raise your hand." They did. I said, "I want you guys to join me in praying for this woman." And it was beautiful. Praise God. I mean, people coming over and other people tear. It was just, it, it, it was real. And real. I, I don't know yes. what you're going to say, Pastor Ed, but I, I was just blessed last week beyond measure. You're right. They were captivated. 
Yeah. Very much. Yeah, I pretty much leave you guys up to the preaching, but uh, I've done enough of that. <laughs> but uh, it is interesting to, to watch the reaction of the people. You know, they are hungry out there. They, they look around, and we're seeing a lot of new faces. Yes. And uh, these people have reached a point. When you, when you hit that street, it's hopelessness. There's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. You don't have the resources to get off the street or to improve your, yourself. So it's really a hopeless situation. So it's interesting watching the faces of people as they hear you guys present uh, an option to them, an option of hope to get off of the streets and get back into uh, maybe a normal life. So I've enjoyed sitting back just watching expressions, watching people react to you guys in your preaching. And and they're listening. Boy, are they, they are, listening. They are. And yes. like you say, they everything stops until you guys are done. And then you, they pick up with the clothes and the food and all that. Of course, we've got some of the old-timers that have been around for a long time, and they try to slip over and get a little food while you guys are <laughs> preaching. But, uh, but uh, the majority of them are all... They're engrossed in what you're saying. And you know, that was what it was. There was no one going up and grabbing any food this week. There was not, I mean, not, I should say this week, but they weren't going up and grabbing stuff. They were, they were yeah. standing still. They were froze. And it was, it was awesome. It was <clears> like <throat> God just had his hand upon them and they were just taking the word in. They were just, they're being fed. And it was, um, we don't see that. And that's what I was standing back in. It was that all dropping moment where it's like, they are listening, and I mean, they were attentive, and I noticed that. Yeah, it, it totally, completely a spirit of God. I mean, the respect level. You know, what, what our listeners and really this world that you don't get a chance to see as you look at uh, maybe those that are on the streets as being disrespectful or sp- talking to themselves, um, praise God, he does. His spirit puts a bubble around us, and he works and moves and stirs those hearts. There was There's such a high respect level you guys that mm-hmm. everything did just stop and yes. they listen oh, out yeah. of respect and praise god that's respect for our lord it's his words going forth oh absolutely and then you know the when the girl when she would come up and i happened to be walking by and she's just <coughs> breaking down mm-hmm. and just crying out for the lord and you were over there praying with her and i got up there with you guys and you i was just i think you were right in the middle of your prayer and stuff and i was thinking she was just so hungry. So God was just t- been touching people, and yeah. and you know, folks, and that's what it's about. It's like um, it, I, it's I've been noticing that the world is getting hungrier and hungry for the word, and um, and it just takes uh, it, you don't you don't have to know everything in the Bible to go out there and witness. You just share God. We had those people out there too. That was another thing that happened that with that gentleman and his wife and their kids, yeah, and um. And she, you know, and I just happened to walk up on there and I told him, I said, hey, I, I can't tell you anything. I can't, I, I don't want to tell you anything. I just want to share with you what God has done for me. And, you know, the girl looked at me and she goes, I am so glad that you have said that because everybody's telling me what I, what it needs for me to do in the Bible and all that. And, I, you know, just sharing what God has done for you, yeah. it, it turned her completely over onto another page. And um, thank God, you know, because that's God and that was God's working and, and stuff. So it was great. Yeah. Well, you know, and with that situation, uh, they, the, they did make a certain statement. And with that statement, it kind of stirred some hearts. And that's when old Papa Bear came out. <laughs> <laughs> that's where old Pastor Ed wanted to try and give him, set him straight with some truth. And, and I say that in a humble way, and we all do, because like you say, you've been leaving the teaching and preaching to us. But 
um, with the statement that he made, you you try to engage this man, and then out of let's see what's the right word out of. Um, being so fervent for our Lord and for his truth, um, kind of too many people stepped in. But it was it was an opportunity for you to just really be there for someone to maybe try and set yeah. him straight. You, you, but you know what it was. He, came, he, he said, hey, I came from Missouri. And he said, two things happen out there. Either you're Catholic, Catholic or you're Baptist. And they were preached. I guess they were someone was trying to drill us so hard on him. And where it made him feel like I don't need this, so somewhere along the line, some something happened where he was just like, "Hey, um, this is not for me. You're not going to push this on me. Yeah. You're not going to make me do this." And that's where his defenses went up, and that's where I found out when he started sharing a little bit with me on that. So, but it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to make a negative thing out of this, but. Uh, I, we kind of reached a point where we, I think we need to do some retraining. Um, you know, when somebody uh, when somebody starts sharing with Christ, we need to be praying for them in their conversation. Oh, yeah. Yes, That's exactly absolutely. Right. absolutely. And, uh, That's right. And, and uh, you know, when you're standing there doing nothing and somebody's sharing, you need to start praying. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, and we had a couple of people that, that didn't, and... Uh, you know, it's yeah. we just we just need to. You know, I think they get so. Oh, they oh, do. They so, do. They just want to jump in, and they're so hungry to share what yeah. they you know thing is. Well, and I know exactly what yeah. you're saying because you're trying to get your point out, and you can't have two or three you people talking right. at one time. You just can't. That, that was kind of why I, I, I walked off there. It was it was disruptive, and I couldn't get couldn't get a conversation going with him. So. You came up then, and uh, I came at the last. I was so happy. I was over on the other side. I <laughs> yeah. missed everything. I came in well, as a new kid, like yeah. whoa, it's, you know, nothing going on. So Blaine, I had no Blaine came up first and started talking with him. So I kind of walked away and left Blaine there. Um, and then you came up after, after Blaine, Blaine, so they so, got all three of us. Oh, you know, and that's a funny thing because I didn't know what was going on. So that's what was made it so. You know, it, God arranged that, and it was really good because. When they left, man, what a different impression they had. It was, right. you know, so, you know, that was a good thing. So maybe, you know, God, it's all worked out for the good of God, you know, mm-hmm. so that was good. You know, guys, um, yes, anything? Tremendous yeah. point, though. I know that as, as, you know, the Gideons, when we're out there and people are sharing, that person's sharing. And the other person, which I've been in the, the other person most of the time, yeah. believe it or not, I'm the one who pray. you know, I'm praying that yes, those words, right. not only will the Spirit give that person insight and God's god's word but they need to be touching the other person that is a tremendous that is wisdom that we can share with our group oh that, absolutely that, that, that's and, a good call and that will be yeah, yeah you know so okay guys let's get on with our show tonight um folks um oh and ed you put a gentleman into the hotel this week again another gentleman uh, uh yeah y- yes um lee yes lee. lee's lee's been out there for a while and uh He's actually working. I don't know if he's getting paid. If he is, it's not much. He's working for a church and yeah. doing things, and uh, still don't have a place. Yeah, yeah. He's still and he's still on the streets. Yeah. So, but uh, he, he's a, you know he uh, folks. This gentleman doesn't come up and say, "Hey, can you put me in a hotel?" 
he, he's not like that. He's a very, very kind of quiet guy, very, very nice guy, um, but he just uh, he just doesn't ask. He's very humble, I should say. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we, we stick him in once in a while, and he, he's just so appreciative of it, and, um, and you know, it's good to him. So hopefully we'll get him into um, maybe a rapid housing funding or something where he can get back off, you know, to the next level. Yeah. So, okay, guys. Well, you know what? Let's get into our program tonight. Um, this is a great topic. Is hell real? I hear a lot of people that, you know, even a lot of people are Christians, and I hate to say about it, they say that hell is not real. And I don't, I just don't know how you get that when you're reading the Bible. Because Jesus talked more about hell than he talked about anything else, mm-hmm. you know, in his ministry. So um, so I'll go ahead. I got a scripture I want to start off with, guys. Um, again, is, uh, is hell real? And in Revelation 21, 8, it states, cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, the murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their faith is in the fair, uh, fiery lake of the burning sofa. And this is the second death. And that's in Revelation 21, 8. And the thing I wrote down here was punishment is real for those who reject God's rule and his gracious forgiveness through Jesus Christ. There is a way of getting out. And you know what? I And I, I don't, you know, some people don't, you know, I even heard they took uh, statistics saying through a lot of, um, I, I don't know, there was some uh, church, I guess, or some someone did that they took uh, i can't remember who did it and they took a poll to ask if um you know through christians and that and through people hey, do you believe in the devil and they said there is no such thing and again and then that and that was a pretty big jump and i don't want to say the statistic but i'll tell you what it was over 50 60 percent mm-hmm. um that to me is amazing um but anyway um so um i'll find out i'll find that out and i'll give you i'll bring that back in and i'll show you where i found it so everybody wants to take a look they can I wrote here, um, hell is a place of weeping, and I can back that up in eight twelve, and that's out of Matthew. And then in Matthew eight twelve, it says there and says, but many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and garnishing of teeth. And we know what uh, we know what Jesus taught. We know of a few other um, Second Peters. They talked about hell there too. I'll go into that one. Um, next one I have down here was hell. Um, hell was prepared for Satan and his demons. It wasn't prepared for humans. It was prepared for it was prepared for the de- uh, the demons and Satan who, when they were cast out of heaven, that's what God made it for. And that was in Matthew twenty five forty one. And that one sa- says here says on verse forty one it says. Then the king will return to those on the left. And, wait, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, "Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons." So all the scripture here and the things that I have written here are not my words. It's the words that come out of the Bible, and it's God's words. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, I want to ping pong this around today because I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of all the things and all the things I have. But what I want to do. I want to see where God has put to show our audience how hell is real. So, Ed, I'm going to shoot it over to you real okay. quick because i got a couple more that I can say. But um, we talked a lot at the beginning there, but I'll let you go ahead and shoot your way. Okay, yeah. I, I, I was going to come out of Mark 9, uh, verses uh, 42 to the to the end of 9. But uh, 42 is kind of interesting. It says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe... 
who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he was cast into the sea. So uh, it, at this point, he's saying, and he's talking to believers here, but um, leading someone into Christ, you're better off to... <laughs> Let me just kind of back up a little bit. One thing I like about Jesus, when he gives an example, he always makes it extreme. So what I read here, don't put into practice. He's doing an extreme so you don't miss the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but So he's telling you it's better to go ground yourself than lead somebody to, to, uh, Away. Uh, to Away from, into yeah. sin. Yeah. Yes. But the next few verses are kind of interesting. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better that you enter life crippled. Um, some of them say enter into eternal life. Uh than having your hand, than having two hands, uh, to go to hell into the unquenchable fire, uh-huh. and then uh, there's there's a term here they uses about three or four times through here, but uh, says where their worm does not die and the fire is unquenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, it's better you cut it off and enter uh, eternal life lame. Uh, and and he goes in. If your eye causes you to stumble, it's better to throw out. <laughs> better, it's better to throw it out than to for you to enter into the kingdom with one eye than leaving two eyes to be cast into hell. And the bottom line is on uh, verse forty-eight. It says, "And there, their worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched." And these are the words of Jesus. So. If there wasn't in a fire, if there wasn't a hell, if there wasn't some reason, why would he use that yes. as a threat? This is not a scare tactic. This is a warning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we have to understand that. He's not trying to scare people into salvation. He's just telling you this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And and like I say, these are these that he's talking about here because their option is entering into eternal life. So here, the people he's talking about here are those who are uh, already Christians and know him. So even as Christians, we have to be careful in how we handle people, careful in what we say, and and we can't curse people. There's another one that kind of hit home to me when I read it because it says if you call people an idiot, (laughs) then you're going to suffer and kind of – it's a, it's a phrase when I get upset I use a lot, so I'm going to have to get away from wow. using that phrase. But uh, yeah, but it's he warns you of all of this stuff. So it's not just something we're saying. It's not something that is made up. It's Jesus, Creator Himself, is warning you don't go that way. Absolutely, and you know, and this is what it's about. We're, we're putting out to the audience here because we want to sit there and tell the truth, what the Bible says, and the word is true. And we don't want anybody being unprepared, and that is it. So, All right. you're right. All right. Well, you guys, uh, I, I, I have another teaching from Jesus, and uh, I have a couple, but I'll, I'll just say the one now, and I might have time for the other later. But. Um, This is found in Luke 12, and it's verse 4. Jesus teaching, listen to this, you guys, the fear of God. And it says this. It says, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more than they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. So Jesus is, and again, he's, he's just given a very clear warning. I mean, we know, and, and I'll read later, um, what God's will is. 
Um, but we're getting these warnings. If, if, if all of us were on that, we all talk about this, about being on that jetliner and knowing that jetliner is going to crash. It's going to hit the ground. And it's going to explode. And they were handing out parachutes. <laughs> We'd want a parachute. You know, there's going to be an end to each and every one of our lives. And we want that Jesus Christ there mm-hmm. with us and confessing him as our Savior so that we don't have that crash and we won't be judged. You know, and that's what it's about. It's, you know, it's letting people know it's not a... Hell is a separation of God. There is no more hope. We see it out there on people's faces, no hope. You know, and I can't even imagine what it would be. I don't even want to imagine what it would be like with no hope that ever being God coming in and helping you again, you know, and and it's not it's not that people it's not that God is a mean God. God has given everybody a chance to know who he is. God, you know, and that's the thing about that. I got some I'm going to throw, and then I'll shoot it back to you, Ed. Okay. It says, I got one here in Second Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 4. I had it going to 9. If you ever, people, you like to go and read the rest of it on your own. But um, I'll just do it with 4. It said, for God, did not, for God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell in a gloomy pit of darkness where they are being held into the day of judgment. So we all will have our day of judgment. Either you got the good judgment, which is the rewards, because you, you you made your Lord, your God, your Savior, um, your life and gave it to him, or you're going to be judged. And so we all there's consequences. Ed, we always say it too. There's always consequences for your actions, right? Absolutely. So I'm going to shoot it your way, Ed, and I'm going to ping pong with you guys on this. Yeah, yeah. When we talk about going to hell, we talk about is it is it an easy trip or is it something that you got to work at? And uh, believe it or not, you have to work at uh, staying out of hell because all the sin comes so easy to us because we are a fallen a fallen creature. But I, Matthew seven. Uh, I like it. Matthew 7, chapter uh, more. <laughs> uh, getting my tongue tied here. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, it says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gates are wide, and many choose that way. I like the word choose. Absolutely. Verse 14 says, But the highway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few find it. So that's what we're out there doing. We're trying to help them find that road. And, and you know, just like it says, uh, we do have to work at salvation. And uh, But sin comes so easy. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, let's be honest, sin is enjoyable. So If it wasn't, we, no one would be doing it, right? <laughs> that's so, right. Blaine? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I all of us have shared with a lot of people, they say, why would a righteous, loving God send someone to hell? I say, he will not yeah. send no one to hell. He sent his son there to pay for the price. He sent Jesus when Jesus was in that tomb. And so here, you know, we can close tonight out. I'm going to just read this one scripture. Our God is a loving God. He's not sending nobody. The gift of Jesus is free. Uh, if we confess them with our mouth. And, and I think maybe next week we might even want to get that gospel out. But anyway, this last scripture is found in Second Peter 3, um, verse 8. It says, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering 
toward us, mm-hmm. not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, you know, we want to talk about hell. Um, most people don't. Uh, most p- preachers do not. Most right. churches do not. Jesus did. And it's something that they've given warnings of, but they've got a free gift of salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so I just wanted, I wanted that one to go through, and I know we got time for a couple more. You, yeah. you hit it right on the head, and that's what it's about. We're not trying to put fear into you that's and right. scare you. It's not about that. Uh, we're, we're just giving the message out, and you got the choice. Everybody has a choice. God does not want anybody to go that direction. That's right. And he, he, wants, he, wants, he wants you to just to give him your life over to him. And um, Ed and Blaine, I'm going to go ahead and let you finish up real quick, and we got to go in and close up. So if you would, the last saying. Yeah, it's, it's – uh, I, I, I just kind of uh, – some of the things that could cause you to go there. I, I always like James. It talks about the parts of the body and the, tame, the tongue is a flame of fire. And it says, <laughs> for it sets on fire – it is set on fire by hell itself – so sometimes our own uh, languages uh, are things we, that cause us to have those kind of problems. Right. Blaine, your last say? It's I agree myself. I uh, bought a box of chocolates yesterday for that sister of yours, my wife, and, and John. But um, for the things, some, sometimes the stupid things that I do and, and sometimes the stupid things that I say. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can't take those back. We can't say stop and grab those words right. back. Um, they hit. And we've got to be extremely careful as to what we say. And we've got a lot, of, a lot of instructions in the Bible how things are to be seasoned and our, our words and how we're to speak and talk and respect others. Um, but we all fall short of the glory of God. And because of that, that's why we need our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So um, I just want to agree with you on that one. No, Absolutely. Sure. And, folks, that is a choice if you want to go to hell. It's not you have to go. So there is a way out, and his name is Jesus. For anybody that feels like they're not on the right road, all you got to do is just go, um, just get away by yourself. Just get with the Lord and say, hey, Lord, you know, I don't know where I'm at right now. I don't feel good about my life. I don't know where I'm going to be. But I do know this, that I need help and I need you. Would you come into my life and forgive, you know, forgive my sins? I guarantee you, folks, he will. I don't know who that was meant for, but you know what? God loves you, and so do we. So I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Hey, Javier, thank you for your, your good food from Sobreros for helping us there. Kim and Anna from Goodwill, thank you for uh, helping us with the clothing out there to give to the homeless. And Steve Forsythe over at Delcon Western Church. Hey, thank you, Steve. And Jeremy and Tim over Skyline. We appreciate you helping us all there, too. Folks, I hope that tonight it was a reality check for all of us. But again, remember, we have the Lord Jesus. So God bless y'all and have a good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. 
This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.